welcome to Tandem Cannon, the Gamerific podcast where co-op play is canon and where we're still looking for Charles Lee, who's the general. Wee! <laughs> this is episode 13, Nothing is True, Everything is Permitted, where this week we will focus on Ubisoft and reasons why they suck mm-hmm. and why they can go and eat a sack full of dicks. So let's get right to the talk from Teen Tandem. So Mia, what have you been up to for this week's gamer homework? Man, just, you know, on the Saints Row grind, I'm trying to, like, I think I'm finally figuring out how to play the game and not die, so that's an accomplishment. <laughs> that, is, and... that should be a trophy. You have not died in the last 20 minutes. Right. Give me that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, I'm almost done finishing off Los Carnales, and then, then also the Vice Kings, I'm almost done with them. But the interesting thing is, what I found out, the only way that you earn respect in Saints Row 1 is by playing activities. So, mm-hmm. before you can go to, like, the very next mission or the next stronghold you can't start those until you do an activity first which is frustrating because especially when i just got done chasing a bad guy and we're about to finish him off you know, i'm like really like we have to break this continuity to get my respect up first and then come back and do it like it seemed kind of silly very random it's almost like it's almost like you're just playing a game of shuffleboard before you can go and kill this gang set okay. yeah yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, I know you're about to kill this guy, but, but. <laughs> oh, that thought. Do you want to, like, maybe chill off a little bit, take a walk, shoot some people, you know, get some more weapons. Let's go do some mayhem real quick, and then get your mind right. Like, that's how I feel like what's going on. But I'm glad they fixed it for other Saints Row games where you Agreed. can get respect through other means by just being wild and, and ridiculous. So. so there's that. I've been playing Fallout Shelter, and it kind of feels like I've sort of hit a wall to a certain extent, just because... Because I've played through most of the Halloween missions and I know they've been coming out with different updates and patches, but there's only so much that you could really do. And I feel like I've gotten getting to this point where I'm worried about quests and, and, you know, is it worth going out on this quest? I need certain things to do other quests. And I'm like, is it really worth doing that sort of thing? So that's where I'm kind of at. Watch Dogs 2, this fucking game. I, <laughs> I was, I was going to wait, honestly going to wait until the reviews came out because the subject of our podcast today and their history and Mm -hmm. just dealing with watchdogs in general you know they hype up the game to no end and then you get the final product and you're just like really it's like getting a half inflated bag full of chips right yeah so but tumblr damn it tumblr um (laughs) they've been forwarding different posts about marcus and there's one in particular where like he's holding his best friend's hand and they're fanboying over different things and it's so cute i'm like oh no nerds are my kryptonite no don't do this why (laughs) and then i've been watching footage on youtube people have gotten early access to the game like expert thief and i think game ranks and uh yeah they've been playing it i'm like this looks fun but Mm. so i'm gonna wait on it but the hype is killing me right now it's not very good and then last but not least my sister my youngest sister got a ps4 now she's part of the playstation fam And um, it was so cute because she's like, yeah, I have all this money and I want to get all these games. <laughs> Must be so nice. <laughs> what should I get? And so like we're literally on the phone for like an hour and a half while she's going back and forth between Amazon, the PlayStation store, and I guess what's in front of her. And she accidentally picked up 
The Last of Us. And I told her, I remember us discussing it, like, yes, there are zombies in this game. You don't like zombies, but the storyline is really good. Tiff loved it, but it has zombies. Tell me why she gets the game. And last night, I get all these messages talking about, <laughs> you fucking lied to me. There are zombies in this game. I will end you. Like, literally. I that's warned what, your ass, though. Yeah. She's like, you. I will and you and my sister reminds me of Louise from Bob's Burgers just because she's smart and savvy but she will straight cut you if you cross her the wrong way and I'm like what the fuck are you on about like who are you talking to me about and yeah I'm like I told you not to get that game I think there was some mix up between that and Gone Home maybe Yeah. but she's like you promise like I wish I could post the conversation on Tumblr because it was that <laughs> hilarious but but yeah she's part of the, over the PlayStation fam but I think she's on the fence about getting Overwatch because she has it for PC already ready but she we're like hey we should play together and stuff and and have our own crew and so we'll see what she does but she started rolling with the homies but she started with the last of us and journey and i think she likes journey a lot so yeah that is is an interesting thing because she has not played like with a with a console in such a long time especially when everyone was still at home right and so it's really weird for her like the first game that she really starts getting into is the last of us i'm like i don't know i have work my way up the last of us but more power to her i need to get her username so offline we're, we're going to deal with this yeah. we're going we're going to crew up yeah what about you tiff what have you been up to because i know you've been doing fallout shelter too girl have i ever <laughs> um it's kind of like what you said I've hit a plateau mm-hmm. i've kind of done mostly everything i can it seems as if now i just did the training mode now i just need to go ahead and you know put on those big girl panties and go ahead and play the games and see what that's actually about now that i've got these training royals these cute sims i got all of that <laughs> but but like you i've been finishing all the halloween games or halloween missions they've been throwing at us it's gotten to the point where i'm getting a lot of people when i send them out on quests or just by themselves out into the wilderness and they've been leveling up quicker so i've had quite a few level 50s return home mm. by that time and so i'm like now i can complete a lot of my other missions that i've kind of stalled out on because i didn't have a level 40 and and i already sent them out into the wilderness when i had all their specials up and i trained them so it's getting to that type where it's not as hooking as it had been before Mm -hmm. Um, even though i see that with this update they had changed a lot of things like the gym and the agility room the education rooms are different than they used to look from before and that's even prior to just updating the game this just it just looks different now (laughs) because like i remember in the gym there never used to be climbing ropes but now there's rope climbing in the gym there never used to be one like two weeks ago (gasps) so i'm like that is just odd i mean more power to them because I can't even I can I can tap at a rope but I can't climb it that's the first thing (laughs) I can do for that gym rope I'll just knock it out of my way and just like I ain't doing that bullshit so (laughs) but that's pretty cool so I guess after a while I probably won't be playing it as frequently as I used to because now it's the novelty is starting to wear off a little bit. Speaking of which, I was playing another game and I saw a trailer for Sims Free Play, which I had before for years and years but since I had switched over phone companies I had not downloaded Free Play back onto my phone so I saw that now you can follow your Sims to work and I have to give at least EA credit as much as I sometimes love to that they've evolved the game. It's not the same as it was when a lot of us started playing you know, two or three years ago so it's not stale it hasn't gone to a stalemate yet so so I started playing it a little bit and I followed my sim that was working at the movie studio and followed him along and doing the missions but it kind of gets a little lost when you're in the middle of a mission or um, a mission series that they started mm-hmm. but, but it's like three days left and completing it I'm like well fuck I'm not gonna get that <laughs> 
I'm like, there's no time. And it seems like a lot of these games that you have to play, you have to constantly be on your phone. Like, I don't have the battery life for this, and plus I'm at work majority of the time. So right. what am I supposed to do? So I start back playing Sims Sims Free Play until further notice, probably until like next week. Also, I played a little bit of Lego Marvel Superheroes with my husband, just to have something to beat up and tear up, even though I had to endure a lot of the corny jokes, as we had mentioned. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Episodes last go. I was like, some were good, and some were pretty witty, but I know this is more for children. It was just putting it into concept, because you, you could not have Iron Man being all dickish in the kids' game. He was dickish, but it was like kitty dickish in a way, so... <laughs> To put that into perspective. So that was still fun, at least to go around and tear out the city. But that was fun. And then I also played Assassin's Creed Unity. What? Did that. I know. Was you? I was wondering. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just for a little bit until there was an error message and it stopped working. So damn you, PlayStation and Ubisoft. <sighs> This today's episode is going to be well timed. Then I did have to concede, and I did have to. I did have to bend on one thing on guidance for the Nostradamus puzzles, mm-hmm. which I love. I can totally solve most of them by myself, but one I really needed help on because I didn't realize how freaking far apart it was from the first one. And so I don't know. It just threw me off a lot of times. So that was the only time I've really had to cheat on Assassin's Creed game. Usually, like you and I, we can usually play Assassin's pre-game without any help that one they need a little guidance so it irks me to have to ask for help because usually assassin's creed is one of those games you can go through with no problem but oh ubisoft we got some things to talk about oh yeah oh and speaking i guess of assassin's <laughs> creed nice little So obviously we've seen the first trailer and the second trailer has just come out. So I guess, what do you think at this point, what are your thoughts on the upcoming movie, the trailer? How do you think this is going to work? Are you looking forward to this? Huh. It's it's a little question. Like the inner Assassin's Creed 2 girl is up here because there's so many things and that they have to offer. Mm -hmm. It looks nice. The trailer music can go kick some rocks. I think they really should have called on Jesper Kid to do it personally. Right. Or even with Kid. Because that Iron thing for Revelations, that Revelations trailer was everything. It was awesome. It just set the tone. I think they should have relied them on the music choice other than just picking out random pop songs of the current time especially Kanye I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. but I want to get excited but for a lot of reasons especially for researching this episode it makes me a little jaded to watch it so I'm on the fence on how I feel it looks like like I said it has a lot more to offer than we especially coming strong out for a um, Assassin's Creed game movie this is going to be the first it's going to be the precedent a lot I know like a lot of people said if they cannot get this movie right maybe they should just stop doing a lot of video game movies because maybe what was kind of like hinging on this was because Ubisoft refused to give up a good deal of their control to the studio so they really made sure that their stronghold was in there so that not anybody will just come in here and just wreck their movie however since they did a lot of that to their own games it kind of leaves a lot to be desired on what <laughs> this could be yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially in terms of like core, like continuity and stuff like that. Because I'm so used to each specific game having its own specific themes and it fits the time period and whatnot. And so I feel like using a modern song in that instance, it sort of took away from the fact that, yes, this is the Spanish Inquisition and like I would have preferred, you know, something that drew, I guess, maybe tied into the games a little bit. Like this is yeah. the source material where all this is coming from. It's not just a dude running around stabbing things. Like there's a continuity Hi. in all of this. And like you, I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy because movie, uh, video game movies don't tend to do all that well. Right. And I don't know. I love Michael Fassbender as an actor. I think he's brilliant. He acts out the parts and like he actually in this role, he went through and he played the games. He did the work. His research. So I feel like... He, he would bring his A-game to the table. So Justice. talent isn't really the issue, I think. It's just more the end product and how faithful it is to the series as a whole. But then again, seeing as Ubisoft has some issues with their own storylines. Right. <laughs> and and I noticed something else now that we're on this topic. Because, mm-hmm. you know, usually with things like this, the juices start moving. I have to say this. We've seen more in modern day times in the movie trailer than we have in the entire video game series that's so sad and so I'm like it makes me wonder how much is actually going to be in the inquisition age versus modern because i know a lot of times especially for ac1 they had to lay a lot of that down so that's the reason why a lot of times you know desmond had to get out of the animus and that whole bleeding effect and, and uh-huh. the reactions from that and the consequences of that and what that could do to their and, subjects and drive them crazy like subject 16 and it seems like there's going to be a lot more involved with you in interfacing with Abstergo than it has been the last, probably like last few games combined. And so if that was the case and they kind of made it 50-50, I'm going to be really miffed. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I guess I'll wait and kind of, I think I'm going to wait and see what gamers and how they review it versus critics because the people that are going to be going to see this movie I'm hoping are mostly fans but I know critics will have their own certain perspective but I would appreciate hearing from someone who's played through this series and has a solid grasp on what the AC series is about and I don't know I'm interested to see how much they can divorce from the source the the main content from the games and have the movie stand on its own I don't know we'll see I guess but I know, like, a, just watching the comments on the trailer, especially the last one or two, pretty much all the comments have been, not just a shame, but <laughs> have been the same in referencing of change the music. Mm-hmm. You should use music that was already tied to the series. Right. Not tied to the series, but at least the composers do the same. And also, please, please, please let this be good. Please let this be the precedent. Everyone is very hopeful about this, but I think you and I are on the fence of whether or not we would see that on on actual like premiere night, right? Or not? I guess it will just depend. Probably the closer we get to it, we may decide to go or not. But I don't know. I think we're both on the fence. Yeah, about it. and then especially considering the subject matter we're going to be discussing today. <laughs> yeah, um, whether or not it needs we, to be set though. Yeah, whether or not we want to give more money to you. Ubisoft, um, considering how they've kind of treated their fans, right. that'll be an interesting dynamic. But or workers, 
Speaking of trailers, though, on a more positive note. Um, yes. Red Dead, though. Red Dead. Oh, my Holy gosh. shit. I thought it was supposed to be like a Red Dead 3-ish, whatever everyone was doing their fan theories over the last few years. No, it's yeah. part two of Red Dead Redemption, and that trailer is gorgeous. I fangirl the fuck out. It was awesome. Oh, my what? God. Like, even the bison and the buffalo just, I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. It looks so real. It was like, honestly, like, I mean, you know how I feel about animals, but I was like, you know what? I might have to take a nail for this one and just buy the bullet and just do it because it was so pretty. And I'm like, I'm like, it looked so real. Some parts when it switched, when it came close to the characters, then you could tell that it was computer generated. But that scenery, oh my gosh, was everything. It was gorgeous. And it's just one minute, but I'm like, that one minute is better than so many other people's like games combined. I can't even tell you. It totally took my breath away. I'm like, that's how you do. That's what you do. That is what a good developer does. Rockstar, once again, doing the damn thing. I'm interested to see what happens as we get closer to the release date. But mm-hmm. the fact that, like, the whole gaming community is in a tizzy just over this one trailer, Straight I'm just like, up. This will be the game I put money down next year. It won't even be like AC, whatever, oh like I had usually done in the past. No, sit down on that, bro. This is going to be Red Dead Redemption, of course, coming out next fall. So looking forward to that. I'm just, my body is so ready. I'm <laughs> ready for it. I'm I'm, ready. I'm not ready for those damn leopards and mountain cats, but I'm going to be ready with that shotgun in those hands. <laughs> Go ahead, take me now, mountain lions. It's okay. It's like, we're going to do the wagon. We're going to just ride around. That's what we're going to do. I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Right. Okay. okay. And we're breathing now. Sorry. Just okay, so fangirling. We had to get all this um happiness out because we're about to go all in. Are you ready to level up? Let's do it, y'all. Let's level up. Okay, so we are somewhat a little excited about this topic at the same time as we were about to loathe it because this has been building up, I would say, for about four good years. <laughs> so at least. And so this is an accumulation of just fan passion. I wouldn't necessarily say hate, but just mm, like just ready to get into Ubisoft's ass, but not even in a good way. And no dinner is involved in this. Right. So, this topic this time is why Ubisoft can go and kick several walks. Ubisoft can definitely go step on the sharpest of Legos, please. (laughs) Quite a few criticisms. One of the reasons why we decided to do this is a lot of the games that we happen to enjoy are Ubisoft Mm -hmm. games. And a lot of the games that happen to be co-op that we also play are Ubisoft Mm -hmm. games. And so... You know, we've been noticing the sort of trend across the board. At first, we thought it was something that was specific to one franchise, but it seems like this is something that's permeated across their entire lineup. And so we wanted to discuss that. Um, So one of our first complaints about Ubisoft, which don't get me wrong, we like them in terms of their creativity and what they've brought to gaming Mm -hmm. in general. But it seems like the more recent games, especially one of our biggest complaints is that they seem to have like this sort of cookie cutter dynamic. Like Ubisoft tends to find something that works well in one game and then they put it in all the games. Like, (laughs) yeah, 
Yes. That seems to be like a recurring theme. For example, with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you know how you had the different Borgia Towers that you had to take down and they had different zones and areas that once you took down the tower, it unlocked that part of the map and you can go and do activities and things and open the map world and well... Apparently, this is a thing that's also in Far Cry, if I remember correctly. Yep. That's something that yep. you have where you have to liberate certain parts of cities and towns. And even in Watch Dogs, to a certain extent, different CTOS yep. towers, you had to go unlock that yep. in order to access more of the map. And, you know, while it's kind of novel at first, and it allows you to want to go out and explore and, and complete activities, another level, though, if you apply it to all games after a while, it's like, what am I really playing? Because this is... I don't I don't know how to describe it, but Tiff, do you want to elaborate on that? Well, to me, it's like the same cookie cutter thing that they do, not only for the Liberation Seeds, because I know that a lot of games, you have to do that. You have to liberate, just like, let's say, Rockstar, mm-hmm. good example, where you have to, like, do certain missions in order for you to grow and go outside the city, and you unlock certain towns, certain sections, and everything like that. But it just seems like because it's involved in a mission is the reason why you get to evolve and move on to like newer and better things not because you liberate one section and everything else it just seemed like it's a little bit more monotonous because it would be one thing if it was 9, 10 out of the entire section of the map but when you have 20, 30 towers after a while it's just okay now don't get me wrong the first time I ever played in Assassin's Creed 1 or even 2, climbing up the towers getting that synchronized view especially the better the graphics got breathtaking it it's is gorgeous. Gorgeous. And I think I remember like the first time also when, when you played Assassin's Creed 3, even if it was with Hate Them, it was still that first initial climb and you're just viewing everything. Oh my God. Graphics give me life. After 30, it gets tiresome after a while. And especially since like across the board, a lot of their games still reflect the same. Also, the same side mission you can do 10 or 12 times. Like me just playing through Unity just today, mm-hmm. you have to rescue town people either killing people or trying to tackle the guy which has been in the same game since Assassin's Creed 2. Right. Uh, which is kind of cool because it's kind of like a rugging gag because he's still there. Carrier guy, but, you know, after... What kind of messes me up with Assassin's Creed Unity is that even though you have those missions to do, those random crowd missions to do, they do it in sets of increments and they reward you, but, like, I'm on increment 80, but then, like, once I'm done with 80, you have to reset and it goes to 85 and it resets and you go to 90. After a while, that becomes tiresome. Why don't you just go ahead and do it straight to 100 and call it done? I can understand them wanting to get my money's worth and everything else, but monotony is not how I should be rewarded. Right. Collecting treasures also is another thing, I think, from... I think from Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, definitely, and Far Cry. Mm-hmm. I collect treasures even though I don't think it's supposed to, in Far Cry, but I don't think it's supposed to be anything for my overall 100% completion, if I went that far. I'm pretty damn close. I should be, but I die for these freaking treasure chests. Besides for money, it doesn't really help me. Besides for just buying weapons, but I'm already pretty much set. But since I'm completing this and I want my map clear, there it goes. But, but collecting chests and everything else has been kind of a recurring goals but I guess my question being is that 
I know that certain developers have to have their own things that represent their company, especially like a lot of their games have to have the same accord across the board. But where does it draw the line to where it's just repetitive or just an intricate part of what that company is? Right. I remember, you know, the flags in the Assassin's Creed games, the feathers, collecting yeah. the chests. Like, I mean, there's a certain point where, yes, of course, this is beneficial. But after a certain point, it's like, am I really doing this because I need this? Or is it, am I just fulfilling it just because I'm so conditioned? to trying to complete things right. and it just becomes again the novelty just wears off because it's like oh I got a feather this means something meaningful let me go find more but right. while it's like you know what fuck them feathers it's not worth going over there I got it's things like, to I already do I collected 50 I mean right. what, what more do you want right and there are some areas that you couldn't really go back into to get the feather anyway so it's like you know what it's not even worth it so yeah that's just one example of some of the things that ubisoft does with just the cookie cutter sort of thing that they do with their games another one that you know people have talked about forever and ever (laughs) the yearly releases and how every year especially once assassin's creed 2 came out how they've been pimping out these series like all right we finished with our cycle with assassin's creed all right fire cry it's your turn go ahead and get out on that corner and make that money Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course Tom Clancy is like an ever revolving door right. of just stuff right and so it's sad because now Assassin's Creed is up there with Call of Duty like I, I watch all these different gaming channels on YouTube and like Those clockwork one of the, the main you know every time that there's a, a list on most overrated game franchises or game franchises that need to die or, you know, stuff like that, it's Assassin's Creed. And, I'm, and I'm it picking shouldn't on be that. up there. It shouldn't be up there. It and, shouldn't be up there. And I really do believe that part of the reason why we've been getting half-assed games with half-assed storylines is because of that. They saw that Assassin's Creed 2 especially was successful and mm-hmm. they pimped it out and they were like, oh, let's get this money before it dries up. And now I feel feel like people are still kind of wounded from Unity and Syndicate was an improvement overall and a step in the right direction but there were still some missing things that I felt like story-wise character development wise it could have improved upon so I'm hoping that you know with the movie this gives Ubisoft a chance to take a step back and reevaluate things I've been hearing some things about the next Assassin's Creed game coming out next year but I think all of their focus is on this movie and that's mainly the only reason why we're getting this break I feel like if the movie weren't there they'd still find some way to pimp this out and then you know far cry it feels like it's kind of going the same route with Mm -hmm. the yearly releases because i remember when far cry 3 everybody was talking about that oh god yes and that was the big thing and then when far cry 4 came out i was like just felt weird (laughs) yeah it it felt weird because i was like well aren't they still doing far cry stuff I don't understand and then you have Far Cry Primal which again the whole cookie cutter dynamic it's still the same type of shit but it's right. in a different time period and different setting so that's getting abused and although the Tom Clancy the Rainbow Six type games don't really get that same sort of treatment I'm really worried about those two because remember all the hype behind Rainbow Six Siege and originally it was supposed to be Patriots and there was all mm-hmm. this build up about oh this is what the game is going to look like you'll be able to do all these things and 
and all those plans were scrapped when key members were either fired or they left and it's like are we gonna get a rainbow six game because really the last one that we had was vegas 2 i think mm, before yes. that and we'd been waiting for years like, all right when is the next one and then siege came out and we saw kind of how that worked and then again with the division it looked great in theory but now we got that final result and it's not really where it needs to be in terms yes. of, of expectations so that's another thing what is another gripe that we have <laughs> we have a lot <laughs> well well it's just like you know when it came to the releasing of rainbow six siege and division and of course these are two different chains of tom clancy because you know rainbow six has their own series ghost recon has their own series and then there's like a couple of standalone tom clancy and, and don't let me forget splinter cell too right. has his own run of series but the division is one of those games that are just random tom clancy games and like those were released three months away from each other essentially i mean they barely had time to breathe away from each other and also on top of that the next ghost recon games was supposed to come out this coming March. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad at least they waited a year before they did that. But I'm like, even with it being a Tom Clancy game, no matter what series it belongs to, it still falls under that Tom Clancy umbrella. You should give games like at least like a couple cycles of breathe. But I don't know. I guess because even though it's under Tom Clancy and they're they supposed to belong to different cycles and factions, to me, a lot of the Clancy games still deal with the same thing. Right. And so it's like, seems like you never got a break. Despite that, it's supposed to belong to a different series. So what if they released Splinter Cell in February and like another Ghost Recon game came out in August? It shouldn't matter. To me, yes, it does. It just seems like it's a little too much at one time and mm-hmm. not enough variation. Yeah. They all start to really sound the same and look the same because, you know, when I was looking at The Division, at least in the early stages when they were starting to promote it, and I was like, oh, this looks really neat. This looks cool. And then again, Ubisoft over delivering on the hype and not delivering enough mm-hmm. on the actual product and the the visual downgrades, the map downgrades, the fact that beanies were a form of currency practically in that game. Wow. Um, you know, I remember Angry Joe, his videos on The Division and, and stuff like Angry that. Angry Joe is truth. Thank you, God. I'm like, you've saved me so much money from getting shitty games. But with Ubisoft, I feel like there's so much potential and they have really good ideas. It's just after a while, they really tap into them a little too much and rely way too heavily on those tropes to kind of keep things going. I guess it's because they've been around for the majority of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason why they suddenly just feel like they have to mass produce just anything in order for, for them to make a, a buck even though it's incomplete or it's not graphically ready? Because it seems like they're just dishing it out and it's getting to the point like it's kind of like EA with the Sims games or the Sims stuff packs. 20 things for like, you know, $30. It doesn't seem like it's worth its money anymore because they're not putting for the effort like they used to and especially when it comes to the Assassin's Creed series it's become a lot they're pulling back a lot of things and saving it quote unquote for other games so that we just pay more and I want my story mode to finish now I don't know what's going on with them and in terms of the development process and money and budget and all that that's a totally different dynamic that I don't really know or want to get into but at least on the output front like there's some things that are clearly a problem the gaming community is very vocal they have been hearing 
what we've been saying. It's they whether that unity. Yeah. But it's whether they're really gonna take things seriously and focus on the actual content, what they're giving us instead of, Oh, look how awesome this game is, look how pretty it is and then womp, womp, mm-hmm. womp. And I guess not just in terms of the yearly releases, but I think in terms also of maybe the development of their characters too in their yeah. games and the narrative, I think it hasn't really been as nuanced as it used to be. And I don't know if maybe because they focus so much, at least on Assassin's Creed, because they focus yes. so much on Ezio that they didn't really know how to channel that energy elsewhere and to make other assassins as distinctive. Yes. Like Desmond, for example, in that different conversation, because I could talk all day about assassins and their storyline and how they fucked up and what they could do. But moving away from that, there's uh, also Watch Dogs with Aiden. There's a... <laughs> Mm. Oh, there's so much things about Aiden. But again, you have sort of this one note guy. He loses his niece to some killers, some thugs or whatever. And that's great. That's unfortunately, you know, using women as a source for man pain. Of course, it's not the best ideal but but the whole time he just seems just whiny and just annoying and again he's just running around causing chaos but i'm not invested in him as Mm -mm. a character he's attempting to try to be a decent uncle to his only nephew but it seems like all he does is cause aggravation for his family like they don't want him around well well, that's the thing it's like the exact same thing that he's trying to do and he's trying to protect what family he has left he's putting them in danger (laughs) He literally, he literally is. And I feel like just kind of making matters worse, the fact that his niece is no longer there anymore. And he's just, I like the premise of Watch Dogs and I like being able to hack things and use all these different gadgets and tools to achieve objectives. But again, he wasn't very dynamic as a character in terms of growth and... Very one-dimensional. Yeah. And I, I haven't finished the game. I'm close to finishing. I know I'm far enough along, but the characters tend to be hit or miss. The main characters are either have a lot of investment, a lot of development on their side and great writers that are willing to build them up or they don't get much of anything. I do have to say, though, the most emotional investment I've had is, and I kind of feel like a part of to say this, is when you go in and appear in people's lives and living rooms, you see a lot of the pain and yes. everything else there, especially the one that of the one person who's calling to check on his dad, but his dad's down on the floor. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that gave me more of an emotional tie of grief than Aiden has in the entire fucking game. Yeah. Sad because it's like he has no real response or reaction to any of the stuff that's going on either. Like he's just like, okay, all right, I got this info. Moving on. Next Um, one. As happy as he is is when he does his drug run, which I'll get into in a minute. Get off your phone and go up into your room and listen to the fucking cure. Just, just go away right now now with your with your emo ass <laughs> and then one thing that me and tiff had discussed like a couple weeks ago we were discussing ghost recon and mm-hmm. how interestingly enough even though ubisoft does provide some backstory into these characters it's like little snippets of backstory it's little snippets of development but there's not a lot for you to really invest in them as people and it still makes for a fun game it doesn't take away from it but it's something that we did notice that they did have some things about the character but it wasn't really enough that 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you so much, Pepper. You're the best. Mm-hmm. Other than cracking jokes. Yeah, the cracking jokes and the AI helping us take down targets that either we couldn't get to or too far away. The AI is very smart, very intuitive. But again, they have parts where you have one character that has a very strong Russian background and it's something that he feels strongly about. And mm-hmm. you see them other times where, you know, they just come back from a mission and they're ready to relax and have a beer. And then all of a sudden they get redeployed and there's right. some resentment from the other men on that crew like well why aren't we going out on the field we could do stuff too but they don't really tap into those things so it seemed like to me that there was a lot more of a story build up on Vegas too to mm-hmm. me than it was for the entire Ghost Recon and they can just seem like they're just they're expendable or they're supposed to be ghosts they are supposed to be non-existent but I'm like oh. but they should at least show a little bit more to us about who they are as human beings and, and I am a little satisfied of getting little glimpses of life like mm-hmm. having one of the ghost recons like call his son and wishing him a happy birthday and stuff and I don't know I, I kind of wish I would have known a little bit more of these guys so that we could have a little bit more of a fam- familiar relationship even though they're supposed to be these ghosts guys that go into the field and if they get killed right they are not acknowledged by the government i can understand that but it would have been nice just to have those cards shown to us a little bit if not all of them yeah and it's not like ubisoft doesn't know how to do character development because you they have do. you have excellent characters within the assassin's creed universe especially with for example evie fry from syndicate she is the absolute shit and her back mm-hmm. and forth with jacob with them being two completely different people is wonderful and then you have what is the villain's name from Far Cry 3? I can't remember. I can't remember his name either, but he is the absolute shit. Right. Like, he is that villain that gives you chills, but you cannot help but to, like, watch. Of course, you can't help but to watch because you're in... It's not like they don't know how to write captivating people. Hatham, for example. It's just that it's either hit or miss. It's either they're written very, very well or they don't really have much to them at all. And there's so much focus on other things that distract us. Oh, look how big this map is. Look how much you can do to sort of distract away from all that. So... Another reason why it was kind of hard for me to finish Watch Dogs is going back to the first part of the cookie cutter games and them just doing the same side missions i can only do so many escaping the damn cops or escaping whatever so long i hate those missions right and so after the first one or two times cool but doing them eight of just one mission i'm done i'm done with life so mm-hmm. that's all i have to add <laughs> all right i guess so what other criticisms did you have about ubisoft like what are some things that you've noticed overall overall now this is something that i just noticed and i and this is kind of like something i've seen that was in the last in like 2014 specifically and especially between the two games of Watch Dogs and far cry and just let me know if you guys out there had noticed this too <laughs> was ubisoft doing an acid trip during those years because it <laughs> seems like they were wanting us to forget about all the dare programs we ever went to back in elementary school and do this acid trip with them because the happiest i ever saw like i was saying that aiden had been was when he was doing his little acid trips and he's like we I'm like, oh my oh gosh, God. you're Charles Lee right now. So <laughs> he's up there bouncing and all this stuff. Also in Far Cry, you have these two characters called Reggie and Yogi, which give AJ a shot of some stimulants. And it's practically the same thing, rainbow colors and stuff like that. And just tripping as balls, shit that he has to go through to get his equipment. Why are y'all having all these narcotics in your damn games? I can understand if the character wants to go and smoke a joint or drink or something take the edge off but i'm like this is like some hardcore mushroom 
Oh my god, shit. Mario is floating through the picture shit. Like what? What was this a part of the game? I don't I, understand. I have a theory, and I think part of it may be from GTA Five because you had those acid trippy missions, and it seems like every game since has had some weird little mission that they feel like they need to include. I remember playing GTA Five the first time, and there's one side mission with Michael where you encounter a guy selling drugs, and he thinks it's just regular weed or whatever, but it turns out he has to fight aliens and stuff and i'm like this is some saints row level foolishness like what is going on yeah and then there's another scene where jimmy that little shit jimmy Mm, always laces his drink with some narcotics i don't remember what it was and ends up kicking him out of the car and michael goes on some weird little acid trip and it's flying through the sky and there's all this music and rainbow effects and i'm like what kind of game am i playing right now but i feel like this is Rockstar's fault. Rockstar, after I compliment your ass. You started this. Oh my god. I, I felt oh. like people were like, oh, that worked in Rockstar's game and people love that. So let's don't, do it. I don't, don't know. Do that shit. Don't you do that. It's just an uh, armchair theory, but I just thought that was interesting that, well, yeah, that's kind of weird. Light, but riddle me this, though. Did they do the same, these same missions, like, you know, ten times in Rockstar, or did they pretty much do, like, maybe three? No, it's just, I think, those two that I know of. Um, See? And, of course, you can get high in the game just to calm down, but, I mean, it's never that type of tripping. And, of course, in, like, GTA 4, you could drink and get really drunk and scream, yellow card! Like, I always love that, but it wasn't AJ had to do at least four those missions. And on top of that, the first time you introduce these characters, you get thrown into the ring with Nor and stuff like that. So that's the first time you're introduced with these guys. And then you have to do four more of these missions of getting high and running through without your gear and trying to escape shit, rainbows and whatever else. I'm like, this is some fucked up shit. So I'm blaming Rockstar for there. Thank you. So once again, Ubisoft taking a concept and just ramming it in until it gets in your brain. Like, you're going to do this and it's going to be in every fucking game. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, they like to, once they find something that works and is successful, they it will ram it down your throat in every single game. And then of the movies then at this point, because I think you mentioned that Ubisoft will be making other movies or at least that's something that they're looking at down the pipe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah get this they are so confident they're probably going to be right that assassin's creed one that's going to be released of course in december Mm -hmm. is going to be followed already by other films this is before even this movie comes out they already (sighs) got booked splinter cell Rabbits. I'm so sorry, Mia. Why? What? God. Watchdogs. Based <laughs> now, a lot of time they say "quote unquote" based off of, but Watchdogs. Mm, no. Ghost Recon. Far Cry. Another Assassin's Creed already down the line, and I think Michael Fassbender has also said that he will do that too. So I don't know about that. And The Division is also going to be a possible movie, and all I have to say is to this. What the freaking hell, y'all? Yeah, see. It's like getting a little ahead of yourself. It's, it's big headed to me. It's like they weren't satisfied enough with the, the games. And so now they're like, well, now these gamer nerds can't complain because now we're going to come out with movies. And now they can't complain that about the yearly releases anymore. But I just, mm, I have some thoughts, especially with like Splinter Cell and Ghost Recon. Those two and The Division will look a lot like the same thing, like yeah. every other action movie that we already have. And so unless they can make those really distinctive. Oh, oh, what if it was Splinter Cell with Bob and Steve? I would love that. Dude, 
<laughs> okay, so someone please get on that. Can y'all yes. contact the people at X-Play and yes. get them back together to, to make the Splitter Cell movie? I Thank you. Please and thank you. Bye. The co-op theater. <laughs> or at least do like they used to do back in the day in front of Dick Tracy. They used to have like the little, little vignettes for like Roger Rabbit. Have some of that. I want it. <laughs> I'm like, I will no. go and watch that and then I'll leave. So... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I guess we'll have to see what happens with the first Assassin's Creed movie. But if it tanks and I want it to do well, I hope it it's written well. Because I am a fan of this series. and I'm a fan of the storyline. But I want it done justice. And if they're going to pimp out their movies as much as they pimp out the games, I'm not here for it. So You know what's very odd is that, okay, this is about like seven, maybe even eight games running, right? But isn't it kind of funny that even though this is like about seven games in rotation mm-hmm. even though like i will say rockstar maybe has four or five that they have in rotation with the red deads and the gta's and the max Payne and everything yeah it doesn't seem as crowded as having eight different games but they're all technically the same because we see them so often but it makes me wonder like okay so once they get their get their films underway and they get their footing beneath them how often are we now going to see games and it's interesting that you mentioned that because i think ubisoft is now trying to look at new ips they've been releasing things for their new game for honor that's going to be coming which, out pretty which soon I, which yeah. i'm mildly curious about but at the same time like i don't want to give you my money <laughs> right because again ubisoft because you can pick between three different factions i think viking and knight i think or ninja or samurai i can't remember but it looks awesome as hell but in true fashion i'm like is this something that i'm really ready to invest my time and my money and my energy on and i haven't really heard too much about it lately but i know that's coming around the corner and it'll be good because i think ubisoft desperately needs some some new blood variation to pimp out so i know they've been trying especially with watchdogs it was a pretty good try in its execution it's gonna be interesting to transfer pose a lot of this on screen i know with assassin's creed that is still very immersed in fantasy so there's a lot of things they have to stretch but a lot of these other things are grounded in realism a lot of these games are more realistic than assassin's creed right. because you know falling in a, in a haystack from a thousand stories high no that ain't happening but square cell is a good possibility oh I see watchdogs working as a movie as a i movie. can see that one working with especially with like internet security being an issue and oh God, people yes. being able to hack phones and even cars now like that's a that's a big deal so they can lift off your freaking credit card now easily right easily and of course that's what you can do right in the game so the relevance of watchdogs is very interesting and i like the premise of it but I need more to really feel like i can really co-sign it as a series and i guess speaking of franchises we haven't really talked about prince of persia at all right i mean the fact that we haven't really seen a prince of persia game in a minute 2010 2011 it's been a while since the last assassin um assassin's creed practically (laughs) it was assassin's creed because i think wasn't one of the assassin's creed supposed to be for prince of persia and they're just like Oh, Assassin's Creed. Let's just go ahead and crank it out. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I believe anybody has heard was that there was supposed to be one called Osiris that was leaked back in 2012. But they said that was the possible next title. But then the CEO at Ubisoft Montreal had practically put a pause on that in 2013. That they're just planning on doing something better before they do that. But then they were going to start turning it on next-gen consoles. They just kind of left that in the dust. 
Like, let's be real. It was about it, money. It was about the money and trying to squeeze out as much as you possibly could from this one. So, right. But let's see. So, I guess what else? I think we had a lot of stuff specifically on Assassin's Creed. Just the series that we know is the longest, the biggest running series since Prince of Persia. Recent memory. Just overall, I think it's like the largest, most successful franchise in the Ubisoft library. Yes. And the majority of the ire is coming from in terms of like game criticism and things like that. So I can continue talking on Assassin's Creed on another time because this is a page by itself. Right. We definitely need to have an episode specifically on Assassin's Creed because we'll be here all day for that one. I know for me, hers is Mass Effect. But, of course, I played Assassin's Creed first and introduced her to mm-hmm. at least Assassin's Creed 2. So, that was my story mode. I played the Facebook stuff and everything else. So, I'm really passionate about this game series and that I hate that it derailed like it did. Really so, I feel like the remaining of this and Mia feels that, too, that this needs a separate episode just to focus on that series since this is the series that Ubisoft is really running into the ground. We just wanted to just discuss this in full detail and give it the attention it deserves. I think that's fair because we're kind of running long on time but I guess it, it just seems like they're just you know in it for the money and not really for the product that they're really trying to sell. Right and really this isn't really so much a dig on the people that are creating the game because right. they work very very hard. Like I remember exactly. Yeah. Okay you know, the amount of detail and the amount of work that they put in, especially for Connor's story and, oh, very. you know, getting the, the accuracy of his tribe and his language and his people and different movements and how much time and energy they spent into that mm-hmm. or recreating Paris and, and all that and the different... Time period. Yeah, I mean, so these people do work hard. It's not that we're like, oh man, Ubisoft is just shit, blah, blah, blah. Just shit. Like, there's a lot of things we, if we did not really love it and wanted to do well, we would not be this passionate about it right and i think it's more from the business perspective of what yes. we're really commenting on is not really the creative creative but yeah. the business aspect of it where you know you are reminded that gaming is a business they're here to make money and you know there's so much creative talent that goes into these games but unfortunately i feel like the money side always rules out in the end and that's what leads to these type of decisions where we sacrifice character development in terms of ooh, look how pretty and shiny this is because right. that, that's what that's what they try to to get us so that's just a thought <laughs> yeah it's a it's a true thought that's unfortunately it, it's too broadcast i guess and a mm-hmm. lot of people are starting to feel that especially that there was one video i had watched today when it was talking about the original creator for assassin's creed and how like a lot of people were just getting very nostalgia for the earlier games especially one through three mm-hmm. and black flag had like some sentimentality too and it just saddens me that it's now owing up to a nostalgia feel instead of just still being in the moment of the games so it just makes me sad that a lot of the fire and passion is gone for a lot of people who were diehards of the series Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was let down so so i guess would you let's see should we do our wheel of random tandem for the week let's spin the bitch doing it doing it the wheel of random tandem woo Woo! All right, so since we're on a Ubisoft kick today, let's do characters or maybe plots that we've hated from Ubisoft since we're kind of on this, like... Yeah. 
Um, There's certain things you want to speak on too. Well, mine is a main thing. Mine was absolutely the death of Desmond. Mm. I felt like that was wasted commitment. Like it was a wasted, yeah, it was a wasted commitment to be with this guy for five games. And then all of a sudden when you cannot find anything else for him to do you just kill him off like that and especially when he was getting to the point where he's reaching his potential like we had said before that was highly disappointment and then at insult to injury you had us listen to these damn tapes mm-hmm. on black flag about um recordings to his father and then like seeing pictures of ubisoft sometimes i do get ubisoft and abstergo confused sometimes <laughs> no dig there but like to see them go and recover him and and you see him him being zipped up into a body bag I'm like that's not what we wanted Desmond to be and for him to this was not the payoff that we were supposed to get from this character no matter how annoying a lot of people thought he was no matter how underdeveloped they thought he was he was still something we had invested our time we saw the new life of his through his eyes he was our usher in into this world Mm -hmm. and it's not it should not be the character's fault for the reason why you solely don't feel as good about him it seemed to me it was just a cheap way just to cast somebody off it's kind of like jk rowling all of a sudden saying how she wanted to kill off ron i'm like after the fact it's just like you're the writer you're the person who created this person you should be the one to cultivate him the way you want him but whatever whatever right but yeah that just absolutely from a crave person that really upset me mm. it just seems like it wasn't really just even just to be a sacrificial thing this is not freaking the divergent series it's something <laughs> different than that it just it just seems like to me it's just a lazy cast off writing especially mm. as most original creative people were gone off the project and all of a sudden you just like okay scrap pretty much yeah that just pisses me off i've been waiting for them to redeem it but they've gotten so deal in the storyline but that's a topic for next time so mm-hmm. you go ahead <laughs> i can do on that one all day it's funny because i was going to talk about the storyline but i think that's better kept for next time because i <laughs> again i could go all day on that one because yes the modern storyline has never truly made sense ever it was only in ac3 that it really started to come together and then things happen beautifully it was wonderful i'm like even like talking to everybody else it's almost seemed like desmond was getting closure from each and every person mm-hmm. um even talking to sean talking to rebecca talking to his dad getting solace even though his dad punched off fuck out of him but even still there was some closure there that they did so well compared to the last few times but (laughs) um so i guess what i'll talk about is raven rabbits because we haven't really talked about them that much and there's a reason why i've Um, never played so explain (sighs) me to the i've just seen them but i've never played so raven rabbits are this crackheaded franchise where (laughs) you i mean literally they're like little rabbits that have been doped up on speed and meth or something and they just do all these weird zany wacky things they have different games that were for the Wii and it seems like they're marketed primarily towards kids and maybe younger families with kids but just a little bit that I've been exposed to them I literally just wanted to shoot the damn TV because they were just (laughs) annoying because it's everything they do or they speak is all I'm like, yeah. oh God, dear God. It's like watching Spongebob on crack and having that in a video game. I, it's just, it's awful. It's one of those franchises where Ubisoft is kind of like 
quietly sort of swept under the rug a little bit, sort of pushing them back into the rafters because they don't really want to be associated with them, I guess. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it's not really working out the same way. But it's just one of those franchises that I just, I cannot absolutely stand. I think it was supposed to be a mascot for a little while and it seemed like that was kind of like the goal of it, but it just didn't really pan out in that way. But yeah, they do a lot of different platform, party games, that sort of things, but they just weird and just kind of (laughs) creepy, honestly. But a lot of their games tend to be like shovelware to a certain extent, but it's, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not something that if you have children, do not get them these games. Mm -mm. Like If you want a crackheaded character looking like, get Crash. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, he's semi okay. These rabbits, I feel like, yeah, you don't you don't want them in the house. <laughs> no, not uh, at all. Yeah, it's it's like having a bunch of kids on sugar and then <laughs> turning them into rabbits. But yeah, those are the characters I, I can't really stand. Thank God that we don't really hear a lot about them. They're kind of again sort of pushed to the background and people until don't until really... this damn movie comes out. Then what? <sighs> it's like their version of Minions. If you want a real good comparison, it's like Minions except they're rabbits. Mm-hmm. that are on crack. But yeah, that's all I had for, for that topic. Well, do we have any final thoughts for this week? Let's see. Oh yeah! We posted a video on YouTube about um, we have a new off topic. It's off topic number two and it's about Carmen Sandiego and geography. It's taken from um, the one of the previous episodes that we did on that's educational... Cool Games yeah. from back to school bitches. But yeah, we had a little segue about how Carmen Sandiego may or may not have helped us in school and mm-hmm. how watching the TV show and, and our impressions from that. So go check that out on the YouTubes. Like, comment, subscribe, do the thing. Do, do, do all, the, all the things. Yes. <laughs> Well, we don't have any special shows to report this week, mm-hmm. but we will fill in again uh, the dates of going to Anime North Texas on November 18th through the 20th, and also to the PAX South in the January 27th yes. through the 29th. Yes. So, so we are uber excited about that. Woo-woo. Get all that stuff started. So, if there is no further ado, do I guess we will resume this Ubisoft topic next time, focusing <laughs> mainly on Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. with probably a little variation pass from here on then. But definitely, we'll pick up the mantle from there. So if you're all good, then we will sign off. All right, y'all. So stay safe, stay awesome, and stay gametastic. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.